Hey everybody, welcome to I'm Not Crying, You're Crying Reviews. And on this episode, we are reviewing Thor, Love, and Thunder. Or should I say Thor, Love, and Thunder. God damn, dude. Uh, no. <laughs> but with me today are the usual suspects of Eeyore or Juan Ledesma. I will not respond to any other name other than Juan Ledesma. So I called you. I, I called you Juan no, Ledesma. Yeah, but you called me Eeyore first. I mean, you also still responded. I'm also here with J. Co. Hi, guys. Hey, the energy. And joining us today for this review is Mr. Mr. Dixie Cup himself, Julio. Fuck you, Julio. Hello. How's it going, everybody? Hey. Uh, do I get my usual fuck you, Julio? I, was I just said it. I, I said it. I said it. I said fuck you, Julio. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, 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 Oh my God, Espanol! <laughs> oh wait, who, who turned on the sap? Who turned on the sap? <laughs> oh man! And this, and this is our theme music. Oh no, I forgot. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. And this is our theme music. Hi, Sean. Hey, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to I'm Not Crying, You're Crying Reviews. And Juan, you already started cutting me off. What, what's going on, man? What, yeah. What's happening? The, the, the sap still exists? Yeah, I, you're sap. Yes. <laughs> well, clearly it, yeah, clearly it does because you uh, you turned it on and then turned it off while yelling at Julio. I, you know, I, you know, you know what I was going to say? There's probably some kid out there who may find this episode deep down in some archives because there's like super bored and go, what, what was sap? And no one will know. Nobody will know. Which is hey, what, sad. what does it SAP me... stand for? Uh, you know, I was, I was just thinking that uh, SAP. Spanish. Go ahead, Juan. Go Alternative ahead. programming. Alternative Spanish. Hold on. We have the Juan. Are you going to use uh, the power of I Google? Think, I, I think Google is right, man. Spanish alternate programming. If not, right. I'm going to petition for it to be be that. Why it doesn't exist? Nice. Thank you. Uh, no, that's not right either. Man, I I can't find it. It's it's so old that Google, it's not the first thing in Google. Google's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, old no, person. Google's like, K. Okay. There it is. You ready? You guys ready? You guys ready? Yeah. It stands for secondary audio programming. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Here we were being uh, being uh, in- insensitive, saying it was Spanish audio programming. That's uh, listen, everybody. It could have been, been any language. Bad. <laughs> audio programming wow yeah you know what i feel so, like you know if i'm being honest if i'm being honest jay i didn't mean to cut you off but i feel like it that is what it meant at some point and then someone goes guys we got to change it before we get canceled i i think you're right because <laughs> they were just using it for spanish anyway you know that's the only reason i ever saw it so as a kid growing up which is a, another crazy thing i don't i don't you this is way off topic already Juan, are you did you are you what's going on here I think I I have one more question. Uh, So if SAP doesn't exist, how does my people listen to uh, the Simpsons in Spanish? What do you what do you mean by your people? What do you mean by my people? I I don't know. What what do you represent? The ADD people or or what? Am I his people? You know, I've told you once before. That's fucking rude, dude. Uh, (laughs) Why? Why? Yeah, I'm. You okay. defend you defend so many groups. I don't know which group you're affiliated with. That's also true. All of them. Well, well, since we're already off topic, I'll bring us back on topic by asking Juan. This is a review of Thor: Love and Thunder. Let me ask the question that everyone already knows the answer to. Juan Ledesma 
Did you watch the movie? He said Juan. He didn't say Eeyore, so you can answer. I did answer. I said no. You didn't say anything. Yeah, it was uh, it was silent on my end. But oh, so now we know you did not watch the movie, and you're angry about it. No. Uh, another yeah, question. I, I didn't watch it. <clears throat> so yes. Juan, uh, in anticipation of you not watching the movie, I left you a recap video to watch inside the show notes. Did you watch this six minutes and thirty second video? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize you left me that recap uh, thingy. Because uh, he doesn't well, even open the show notes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put a review episode. I didn't. I didn't do it for a review episode because I did. I know I didn't do it. I didn't see it. So normally when we have a fucking review episode, I go to Sean and go, hey, what was the movie about? And we normally chit chat and he answers all the questions I have. But this time around, I tried chit chatting and he goes, hey, let me call you back. Never did he call me back. Well, I have a question. Do you? Do you watch the show notes uh, for normal episodes? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. That's how I knew what we were talking about last episode. Hey, you know, I never knew that you could shape a lying sack of shit to look like a person. Now I know <laughs> that person would look like Juan Ledesma. Eeyore. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we are. Well, Juan, hey, thank you for holding up tradition and not watching the the, the movie. Uh, gentlemen, Julio, Jay, have you seen the movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I also have seen. I watched the movie. I watched it uh, on Friday, the the day the day that it came out. I guess it come, came out on Thursday, maybe Wednesday in some places. Um, I feel like movie releases are getting stretched over like fifteen day weekends. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting longer and longer. Yeah. Uh, but as always with our reviews, if you have not seen this movie, it's been out for what all of seven days now, eight, eight almost fourteen days. Um, if you haven't seen it, there will be spoilers. So stop the podcast now. Go watch the movie or wait 45 days for it to be on on uh, Disney Plus and then come back and listen to this episode. It, it, it'll be there. It'll be there. And with that said, let's go on and get into the review. Now, uh, as you guys know, but for those who are listening, you who may not know this movie, Thor Love and Thunder, was directed again by Taika. Taika? Watch Taika. Taika. Hey, look at me. Hey, I'm doing it. He, uh, no one told me the Wachuchus were biters. Juan, did you, you know where that's from? No, I, I do not. <laughs> one day you'll get. <laughs> oh, Sean, I don't know where that's have you, from. Have you watched that one? Really? He, he doesn't know where it's from. It's Sean, a, I don't know where that's from. It's from Ace Ventura when nature calls. It's Ventura. Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I, the reference is just. No, that's okay. Head. It's you're making me feel making me feel like I watched a bad Jim Carrey movie. But anyway. Um, and then, you know, in this movie is, again, uh, Chris Hemsworth re- uh, reprising his role as Thor. Uh, Natalie Portman making another appearance in the MCU since Thor The Dark War- World. Uh, no, she was in Avengers Infinity War, Infinity, uh, one of those movies. Uh, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie. Yeah. Uh, I put Tamkia Watiti in the, in the show notes. Yeah, to me... To- <laughs> Tamika Waititi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tonka Waititi. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, who the, who the fuck is this? But I, I wrote that. So look at me. Uh, but uh, it also has uh, Taika Waititi reprising his role as Korg. And you know what? We actually got a surprise cameo from Russell Crowe. Fat Russell Crowe fighting around the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Zeus. Now, um, I, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with Rotten Tomatoes at all, but uh, this this movie actually is like tanking among the critics and it's not doing so great for uh, for uh, uh, for an MCU movie um, because the critic score is 68% and the audience score is uh, 79%. 
Now, uh, for research purposes, uh, Thor Ragnarok, which is the movie that came out right before this, uh, is almost at like a hundred percent. It's like a 98 percent rating from the from the audience and the critics, just about on Rotten Tomatoes. So, um, you know, needless to say, that either one of two things are happening. And I'm gonna ask you guys: like, do you think that people are getting are getting like superhero fatigue, or do you think that they, that they just didn't like this movie? Uh, I don't know. I think they're being extra critical of this movie because uh, Ragnarok was so good. Uh, and they, you know, their, ex- their expectations are too high. You really don't think uh, there's some fatigue? Because especially with the MCU, there's so much shit to watch now that meme culture has like kicked it up a notch with people, uh, the, the tearing up memes with all the MCU content that you have to watch to understand some of the stuff. Um, I mean, for for the like the casual like superhero movie goer, I think they're kind of fatigued from like superhero movies, but the, the hardcore fans, they're, they're still going to come out and watch. They're still going to, you know, they're still going to love a lot of these movies that are coming out despite how, you know, bad or good they're going to be, you know? Yeah, I I agree. Go ahead, Juan. So uh, let's say with me, um, would I have to have seen any of the other movies to understand this one? Juan, you have like 20 years to catch up with the Marvel <laughs> yeah, universe. You know, true. like, I don't, I don't think you've watched any of it. Yeah. Uh, you will need to watch uh, Iron Man at the very least. Uh, Juan, I, I think. Uh, or Lou Ferrino's Hulk. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, for, for the casual viewer, like Jay said, I think it, um, as long as you're keeping up with kind of the, the main story of the MCU, then, the, then all of its ancillary projects don't really mean anything to uh, you here. Um, they're just kind of fun cannon fodder at, at the moment right now. They, don't, they haven't connected anything yet. The only thing that meant anything is is that it has some impact, and that's Loki. And even then, like, impact minimal. You could have skipped that entirely and gone on to uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness without, without feeling like you missed anything. Any, you know, this was the first Thor movie without Loki appearing in it. You know, I... I, I well, they had the little montage, but yeah. Did he have a montage in this movie? Yeah, he kept talking about how his brother kept dying or everybody close to him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Died, his mom died and then Loki died and again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I while you guys are talking, I looked it up and Thor Ragnarok was as at a 93 percent. And that's uh, and an audience scored 87 percent. So the critics liked it a lot more than the uh, than the audience. But overall, I think I think we can all agree that. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was a good movie and a great turn for Thor to make, right? Right? Or, or is it just me? No, no I, I, great. Yeah, I think uh, they realized how funny Chris Hemsworth was, and they were just like, "Let's bank on his sense of humor and and make a funny movie." So, is this one funnier than Rag 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 Rag? rag- wicked, wicked. That- <laughs> 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 Slim one. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot more jokes in this one than in Ragnarok. Because I thought ra- 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 that one uh, wiki, wiki. was, <laughs> was uh, very funny. I, I really like like that one. Yeah, I mean they they tried to replicate a lot of the the tone from uh, Ragnarok, but I don't know. There's a there's a lot of jokes in this in Love and Thunder that just don't hit as well as uh, in Ragnarok, you know? Yeah, I, I, and I, uh, you know, but you know, it, it is what it is. But before we get into, before we get, we got to say three nice things. Uh, so qu- super quick, the synopsis of this movie, if you've never seen it before, is you're going to go in blind, going to go in cold. Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced. 
uh, he's uh, facing a quest for inner peace. However, in his retirement, gets it gets interrupted by Gore, the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks to extinct uh, all all of the gods in the MCU because of because he's just pissed off at them all, really. Um, but yeah, so so gentlemen, and I'll, I'll ask uh, Julio, the guest, what are some what are three things that you loved about this movie, man? Before we do any shitting on it whatsoever, uh, I like that Christian Bale. He did pretty well as Gore the God Butcher. I think every time he was on screen, he kind of had my attention. I wanted to see what he was going to do with the character a little bit. Um, Korg, obviously. Big support of Korg and his uh, revolution. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the whole dynamic with uh, Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. Uh, just how Stormbreaker was jealous. The majority of the movie had the attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can get down with that. How about you, Jay? Um. I liked I liked uh, some of the the cinematography. There were some there were some scenes in in Ragnarok where they took a a, a different like style like turn, you know, where you it mm-hmm. becomes kind of like a, a very stylish type of movie. Towards the end of the movie, it, it becomes really stylish, uh, and I like I like that um, the aesthetic the eight all this eighties like references. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just is fantastic. Uh, and I liked, I liked that it was kind of a sweet movie, you know, like you saw a lot of Thor kind of dealing with his sensitivity, you know, his sense sensitive side Mm -hmm. and dealing with like his feelings for Natalie Portman, like that, that part, it became like, I, I, I think this is why a lot of audiences are divided about this movie because there were just, there's, it just, there's so many different genres that are thrown into this movie that it feels like different movies all at one time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It, it feels like an action sci-fi romantic comedy type of movie. Yeah. I, uh, yes, that's it. <laughs> that's exactly. I, um, you know, some things I really loved about this movie, I think, yeah, to your, uh, the cinematography was, I think it, it's one of the things that sold me like on the first trailer because you, it definitely kind of fed on this like eighties, like rock, uh, vibe, which is, I think kind of carried throughout the movie. And Chris Hemsworth did his damn best to sell like his like metal hair, hair metal look. Oh uh, yeah, th- throughout the film. Um, the other thing, you know, the other thing where were I I find it a little daunting, but the, I did enjoy like like some of the but the goofier little uh, uh, bits in the movie. Um, you know, that had to do with like uh, Mjolnir and. Uh, um, and st- versus Storm, Storm, like Stormbreaker, yeah, you know, where he like tries to subtly call, and then you know, like just like uh, uh, you know, like he's with that girlfriend that he just can't break up with yet, you know, and uh, and he's like, oh no, you're you've been here the whole time, hey, yeah, I, like like just little awkward little stuff like that. I found very kind of endearing. Is Stormbreaker, the axe. Yes, Stormbreaker is the axe with the uh, and with and the other one's the hammer, right? Yeah. What's so it called? Marlin. It's called Mufasa. What? It's called Mufasa. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. I, 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 I heard you guys laugh. Nah, man. We're never done. We're not so who, who's wielding the hammer? Is it Natalie Portman? Oh, she uh, is. It's, it's yes. Spoilers. 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 But yes, Juan, um, Natalie Portman is wielding the hammer. And the way they the way they, they actually wrote that into the, the movie, uh, it, it was it was kind of seamless. There's a couple of things that, that show up as plot holes that the movie kind of works into the entire plot that like they, they play out and you ask questions immediately upon when they happen. And you go, all right, whatever. And then you just kind of move on um, because you kind of are then invested in the movie. So it doesn't matter at that point. 
Um, but yeah, uh, to, to get to that point, Juan. But yes, I agree with Jay and Julio. Cinematography and the humor and Korg is another, you know, he's, he, I think what, whatever Taika Waititi decided to do with this character is perfect. It's, uh, it's spot on. <laughs> he was fantastic. I, I was laughing that he called uh, Jane Foster, Jane Fonda and yeah. uh, Jodie yeah. Foster at one point. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. It, it's Korg it's, uh, the, the one from the previous movie, the one that goes piss off ghost. Yes. yes. Oh, I, I like him. Yeah, I do he, like him. He didn't yeah. put enough pram- pamphlets the last time he started a revolution. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, you know, and, and again, so you, the thing about this movie is that it starts, it starts uh it, to establish its its villain. It's villain. It it actually it uh opens on a desert a desert scene with uh Christian Bell as Gore the God Butcher and his daughter. Now, like it's almost like watching up. You guys you guys seen up? We all seen up. You seen up one? Yes. Now, like it did that thing that Up did where like it it shows why the character is the way they are in the first like 10 minutes. And it's fucking sad. I don't know about you guys. And maybe it's just me because I have a daughter. But like I, I was like on Gore's side the entire fucking time. So they're, they're in the desert and um, it's uh, it's like it's him and his daughter. And it's just fucking sad because they're crawling through the desert just trying to make it through. And it's desolate. And they kind of get stuck behind a rock and his daughter looks super ill and he looks like sunburnt and dehydrated. And he's praying and he, he's praying to his son, God, he's praying to get salvation, but it doesn't come. Yeah, I don't re- I don't remember Carl killing gods in the movie up. <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. Uh, but he was very adamant about uh, he was very adamant about not dealing with that kid. Russell He was a grumpy old man. Um, <laughs> but he but didn't yeah, kill him. So, no, he didn't. He tried didn't. to, <laughs> but he turned around towards the end. Yeah, he, okay, fine. Carl wasn't a god butcher at the end of it, but uh, his daughter dies after he's he's prayed to his sun god, and like he buries her and then crawls on in the desert, and um, you know he he crawls over and he hears something in the distance, and he actually hears his sun god. You know, and then he he enters into like a little mini version of their realm where he's like feasting. You know, he's feasting on um, on on like fruits and stuff and Gore finds it and he is like ravished. So he eats these fruits and then like, you know, this this he looks up and sees his sun god and he's like, oh, my God, dude, like, hey, 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 my my God, who I worship and pray to, bro, like your people are suffering, but it's OK. I'm here. Hey, you're going to help us out. And he's like, oh, bro, hey, uh, who the fuck are you? And uh, his sun god completely disregards him. Now, I, I when I watch this, I wanted to ask you guys about this now, like. You know, as I watched this movie, what I got from it was that Gore was like 100 percent, 100 percent like ready, like didn't give he didn't care what happened to him. He was like, hey, I get it. I'm a I am your vessel. But like the people back there who are hurting, you should help them. Right. Is that is that the kind of like level of commitment, dedication you got you got from him? You know, I I liked uh, the opening scene. It was fantastic, you know, because Gore is portrayed as this uh, devout a believer in this God, you know, like he put his entire faith into what the gods wanted from him, you know, even sacrificing his own daughter in the process, you know, and you know, it's, it's like that, that old saying, you know, don't ever meet your heroes. And he, and he met the God that he put 100% faith in. And this God just laughed in his face and said, you are nothing to me. You don't mean anything to me, you know? And, and it was, it was, it was such a, uh, a sympathetic moment for uh, Gore where, you know, like he, 
he believed his whole life. And that's a lot of people. They, they put their faith in a lot of religions and then uh, stuff like this happens. And then what do you do? You know, yeah. you're supposed to have, have a blind faith for religion, but you know, as, yeah. <laughs> as the scene you- progresses, he, he renounced the he sun guy. Yeah, he yeah, he has, well, 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 yeah. well, fuck this guy. Yeah, he rips off his medallion. He's like, yeah. fuck this guy. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of that scene in Rick and Morty where uh, the little machine that he uses to, to pass butter, he goes, but master, what is my purpose? Like, you pass butter. And the little machine gets sad. But in, the, in this scenario, uh, the, the butter guy, or Gore, the god butcher, he actually gets, um, he gets, he hears whispers. Whispers and that whispers are from the guy that's right behind him, who is the guy his son got just killed, who was another person who was wielding what's called the Necro Sword. Juan, do you know what the Necro Sword is? It's the sword that brings back pe- dead people. Nah, man, it's like the Ebony Blade. What's the Ebony Blade? <laughs> you don't remember? You don't remember putting the Ebony Blade <laughs> in your mouth? <laughs> Google it. It's another, it's another black sword that exists inside the MCU. So huge ebony, ebony phallic. <laughs> he whipped black, out the ebony blade sword. and it was over. Yeah, um, but the the necro sword is is it has a lot of it has a lot of history in in the Marvel comic universe, and this is the first time we we're seeing it in in the MCU. Um, but th- this sword's origins actually go back to the beginnings of the universe and uh, are associated with the 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 symbiotes who are like partially sort of kind of in the MCU based on that time that, you know, we saw them in Spider-Man No Way Home, but then kind of not really, but a little bit got left behind. So there's like lots of backstory and history that I don't know how they're going to work in there to also get the the symbiotes involved. But uh, the Necro Sword is a sword that is designed in the MCU to kill gods, basically to even the playing field. And the thing about this sword is that once you wield it, it also corrupts you. So it starts to make you a little ill as well. And now, and then again, there's another sword in the MCU that does this, and that's the Ebony Blade, which if you're keeping up with the Marvel Universe and it's like 35 or 56 properties, that was in the end credit scene of the Eternals where Blade tells Jon Snow, hey, bro, are you sure you're ready for that? Right. So here we have two black swords, two long, strong black swords out there in the universe. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that one in the spark. <laughs> <laughs> you just won't let that shit die. What's that? What's that one? You got a problem Me? with two black swords no. doing things? Like <laughs> okay, then. Um, you don't. You don't like that DP. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Leonardo out there. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so Gore hears whispers from the Necro Sword, and then it appears in its hand, and he kills the Sun God. Now he renounces him, and he's like, "Fuck this guy on the spot." And so uh, and then he begins his mission on to be to become Gore the God Butcher, Um, you know, then 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 after that, the movie, like after getting you to like feel sympathetic for this character, then they like completely change, change, like tones and key. And then you hear Korg. Korg starts monologuing kind of like what it's been up with Thor in the last couple of years, I think. Um, from a timeline standpoint, this movie takes place like four years after uh, Endgame. So Blip. Thor, yeah, uh, who knows? Uh, Taika Waititi did not directly answer this question because I honestly don't think he knows, but he also didn't want to seem like he didn't know. So he's like, yeah, something around that time. I think he's been with them for some time. Uh, but Thor has clearly been uh, traveling with the the Guardians and he is now in retirement. He's He's gone on retirement. He's on this world. And all this is happening while like the Guardians are fighting for their life, which I, I, found, I found to be hilarious. Like why even have this God 
tier character with you if you have to fight for your life every single fucking time. It's uh it was hilarious to to uh to see the other thing we get to see which is uh thing, something i was very sad about which is uh, we just got to watch chris hemsworth work out and get more attractive as uh in the beginning of the movie so you know i don't know if it won i'm sure this is i could I, I could relate more with that uh, thor from yeah uh, what was it infinity yeah i could same. relate more with him i mean yeah. even in endgame he was still that dad bot thor you know, every time, every time, like there's a new MCU movie come out, and then like one of the main superheroes either like takes their shirt off. It's always like motivation. You're like, ah, oh, you look at yourself like, God damn it, I need to go to the gym more. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But and then at least we have the body of a god, though, Kurt Russell. Like. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I got the body of Zeus. That's what. <laughs> that's what I learned. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we got to watch a training montage of Chris Hemsworth promoting his workout routine that he yeah, has on on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking dope, dude. Think CrossFit, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we watched Thor work out. Uh, you know, he, he, nothing, nothing screams '80s more than a workout montage. That's all. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. And then and then we get to watch the most eighties like action movie scene kind of happened. You know, they, they just, when he thought he was out, they pulled him back in the gardens are out there fighting for their lives. And, you know, they call him in like fucking John Claude Van Damme from like any movie whatsoever. And he goes out and he fucking solos like this alien war that had the guardians on the rope, you know? And, um, the, the other thing is just fucking fun to watch, man. It was just, uh, he planted Stormbreaker. He's like uh, looking for peace and uh, he pulls it out. It has a fucking roots on it, man. Has yeah. fucking roots, yeah. you know? Um, and I think it might've been planted for like a few minutes. Cause I feel like he landed and was just obscenely, uh, absurdly like taking this, this, this break anyway, but he runs out there and he fucking solos these people. And we get to see uh, him do a, a very Van Damme-ish um, splits between two of these like tanks. It was it was hilarious to watch, man. And then you kind of like understand the tone of this movie just kind of in that first few uh bits of the shot. Uh, which I appreciate. Which see? I <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you know, I appreciated all of that um humor because like Thor Love and Thunder is probably the most campiest of the mm-hmm. MCU movies where I don't think a lot of people are going to appreciate it right now, but uh like later down the line I think they're going to appreciate how campy uh, Love and Thunder is, you know, it, just like uh, the old like Adam West Batman. They're going to look at it like, um, you know, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. One, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you laughed at that one. I didn't think you knew where that was from. No, I don't. I just thought it was a funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to mention. Go ahead. Julio. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to mention like how you brought up that this was pretty 80s. Um this is, uh, I think, what the second time we hear Guns and Roses. Yeah, and like the the aesthetics there of that planet looked kind of eighties, kind of crystal palaces and all that. Then his outfit was a mix of uh, Kurt Russell's Big Trouble in Little China, and he was wearing a, a Peter Quill's jacket kind of look, but it, it was bedazzled. Yeah, so there's yeah, still yeah, that yeah. dynamic of them kind of saying who the leader of the group is. Yeah, <laughs> it's also true. Um, yeah, and yeah, so he does his splits. He yells. His yelling forces them back, and then he, the 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 people he's trying to save on this planet ask him, "Hey, man, don't destroy our uh, our, our shrine." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna destroy anything." And he literally the first thing he does is immediately he goes to destroy it on accident. It, it collapses, 
And then, um, you know, and then we kind of find out what the Guardians are doing a little bit after that, um, which is that they literally have been answering distress signals and then kind of moving from from place to place. And then that's when they hear Lady Sif's uh, uh, distress signal. And and at the same time, they kind of boot um, they boot Thor out of the out of the Guardians of the Galaxy is like, yeah, this is your opportunity to kind of go and do that on your own. And uh, and then we and then we can go do other calls so that we don't have to be with you anymore. Uh, and then Thor, like, you know, in a, in a let me make him more stupid than he already wasn't in, in the last movie. Kind of like then goes, you know what? You're right. I'm going to give you my ship and I'm going to let you go. So and help these other people, because this is my problem. And I don't want to bring you in it. And even Star Lord is confused. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, you had to give me back my own ship. Which is, <laughs> yeah, which it, again, it's uh, you know, usually it's Peter making all these ridiculous things, but he was actually speaking the most sense in in the in this scene. Yeah, you know? I I love how Chris Hemsworth is able to play uh, arrogant and oblivious at the same time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. To to your point, Jay, they kind of like you know, I think I think they had I don't know what they had watched Chris Hemsworth in and said, you know, this guy's actually pretty funny. Um, and they just kind of let him loose on this one where he he was just exactly he was oblivious and arrogant all at the same time. And it it hit every single time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and, wor- and it I, works. It yeah. works so well. <laughs> and, Sean, don't forget about the gift. Yeah. I was just going to say I almost forgot. I almost forgot. But they give him the uh, the Internet's like meme from like 10 years ago a set of goats and not only are these a like a very large set of goats but these are screaming fucking goats like oh my god that (laughs) shit was so funny to me oh my every time they were on screen i i i laughed it was fantastic yeah and you know, you know, I like the go ahead. The herder was Korg. He was the only one that could control them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. He was trying to nail the whistle down. Uh, you know, so the other thing, Jay, I will say is that you, I think you're right. Is that as uh, as this generation, who these kids who are watching it right now, they kind of like all these these Easter eggs and montages that go over their head. They're like, "What the fuck? Why? Why is this training montage happening? Why did I just watch him like fucking do the splits?" And there's gonna be some internet breakdown from some from some person who's gonna be like, "And this is a reference to these movies," and it's gonna cause a resurgence of all these like '80s movies. And people are like, they're gonna be watching Bloodsport. We're gonna see a Bloodsport I- remake. <laughs> Rocky Four, watch out! These Gen Zers are gonna be watching Ivan Drago. Yeah, man, so we're gonna have to find some guy to be Apollo Creed again. Gonna kill him in the in the ring. It's gonna be crazy. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they get these screaming goats. uh, That the Guardians go out to go do other other rescues. So now we'll figure out what's going on in the next movie. Who knows? Um, Was was uh, Gamora with them? I I don't remember seeing. No, no. I know Wait, I, it was only was missing. They had Nebula. They had a uh, Groot. Uh, was it Krill? Groot. Mantis. Groot. Yeah, Groot. Groot was there. Teenage yeah, Groot. Yeah, teenage, teenage, teenage Groot. Groot. Mantis. Groot. Drax. Uh, they did have Nebula. Rocket. And, and they had Rocket. And I don't think anyone had. And Mantis. And Mantis. The only one who had speaking had a speaking role. I think was Rocket. And and uh, no no. Um, and Groot. Yeah. And and Drax. Yeah. He said something. And Nebula said something too. I think it was like, oh, we're going to slaughter them. He's like, oh, we're going to turn him to meat. And then that's when the screaming goes just like shut yeah. up and look over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the, in the, in the what you call it, uh, in, their, in their ship before they leave. Um, 
And then, yeah, again, like, they get Lady Sif's distress signal. So, yeah, he goes out to find Lady Sif. And it turns out there's like, hey, there's like some shit going on. Um, there's like there's like a whole bunch of shit going on. And uh, uh, and so Thor goes out to see her. And then we we end up on New Asgard. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like New Asgard sold out. Like they did. Uh, and, 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 <laughs> yeah. And Finnecone. You know, which is like an ice cream yeah. parlor uh, based on probably the world's like most traumatic experience, the blip, you know, uh, it's like, how can I capitalize on this? And and we watched like Valkyrie, who you have to remember, she was like a battle hardened, badass motherfucker. And in in like the last movie kind of be bored as shit behind behind uh, behind the desk, you know, she was slinging Old Spice, man. Yeah. I mean, what else is there to do? Yeah, and uh, it looks like you added in here, Hulu. There's a there's a can there's a, a tour of New Asgard on on the the Blu-ray, or, or it's online already. Uh, no, in that scene where they're kind of showing you New Asgard, there was an Easter egg of Daryl, who was uh, Thor's roommate. Oh yes, I yes, think they yes. made some shorts back in the day. Yes, yes. So I, the, th- the tour guide is Daryl. Yes, I, I do remember that, and it's like a, it's a full-on tourist destination there at New Asgard now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and they have, uh, you know, they have like resorts, they have, uh, they have like cruise ships, they have like this flying spaceship looking thing. Like the technology has progressed a little bit there in new Asgard. So like, it's almost like they're trying to almost, you know, rebuilt a lot of what they lost and started new stuff to kind of bring in revenue because the last time we saw it, it looked like pretty desolate, right? It was like a little ship town, like a little shipping town. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like playing one of those games. You ever play those games where like you have to just progress over time and watch your civilization evolve? That's what it's, that's what I feel like we're watching. The next time we see uh, them, what, what is the name of those games? Oh, Civilization Simulations. Yeah. It's called uh, civil, I, Civilization. No, no, it's, it's, Jay's right. Yeah, it's like civilization. City. No, no, but I mean, you, you start as God and you start yeah, creating. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is civilization. Yeah, and you can you watch your you know your. Okay. T- yeah, so the next time we see them, they're going to be like, you know, floating rocks off in, off in the space and, you know, living in their own own little thing over there. But anyway, yeah, ha- yeah. having sex with each other and making babies and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, they, well, I mean, we also learned that they have like they have basically repopulated. So there's a bunch of little kids over here, a bunch of oh, little yeah. kids. In, uh, yeah, the, the As- what's important too. the Asgardians is, is have uh, have been fucking. Yeah, they've gotten busy. Like, you know, between uh between Avengers Endgame and this movie, let me just tell you that getting uh destroyed or having Asgard, their original home destroyed and moving to Earth has not slowed them down one bit because there's a healthy amount of children on this little per- little island oh, yeah. over here. It's like a baby um, boom in Asgard. <laughs> it's true. It's like guys, we this planet might be destroyed. I wonder I wonder if they were there when the celestial uh, was coming out of the ground during Eternals and that's kind of was like, hey guys, we need to really get fucking over here otherwise we might die. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to make more babies. <laughs> yeah. Um yes. What I like about New Asgard is that they're still into life theater. Yes. So bringing that back. Yeah, 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 you know what? So Technically, Loki's in this. Yes, technically, <laughs> Loki is in this. Matt Damon. I love I love Matt Damon makes these cameos. <laughs> yeah, the fact the fact yeah yeah the fact that he's still in them like they didn't recast them they didn't they didn't recast either one of those actors they're the same guys from Thor Ragnarok, which is uh well it's uh Chris Hemsworth's brother he's playing Thor and then uh, Sam Neill he's a uh, he was Odin. Odin yeah he was Odin right yeah yeah. Um, which is oh, great. And they had a, Melissa McCarthy is a hella. A hella, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, again, hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Um, 
Oh man, yeah. There's there's so much nuance in New Asgard, like as we kind of get reintroduced to it, because they're still doing live theater. Uh, they are rebuilding. They have they have franchises now. They are like licensing deals. I mean, New Asgard is doing very very well, but Valkyrie is very very bored. Um, in the same in the same scene, we then are reintroduced to Jane, and we are actually it it kind of starts at a tight shot, so you don't know where she is, and then it kind of pans out a little bit, and then you kind of say, oh shit, she's like in the recovery war ward for chemo, you know, and then she's there with, um, whose name, her name, Kat Dennings, who's her character name. I cannot remember to save my fucking life right now. Um, uh, she is there with her and she's like, you know, Jane, you know, you, you, you gotta tell them, you gotta, you gotta talk about it. Cause you're just like, she has stage four terminal cancer, you know? And she's like, well, I, I have a little bit more time. And he's like, you don't really have more time. You know, you really got to kind of figure this shit out. Like, and what you're going to do and uh, her friend, Kat Dennings, whose name I can't remember, Darcy. Her name is Darcy. She's like, you could always ask, you know, your your fucking hot space but but like boyfriend to kind of hook you up with some space magic and this dick, <laughs> you know, to like to help cure you. And she's like, no, I don't want to call him just yet. I think I'm. I, think I'm I don't want to bother him. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, if if he calls me though, if he calls me, you know. Um, and then, like, five minutes later, she's, like, opening up a book of, like, you know, Norse mythology, reading that, you know, Mjolnir, that hammer, has all this healing capability. So she's just kind of like, well, I guess, I guess I'll just go over there and see what he's doing. But if he's not there, I'll just leave. I'll just go home. Um, and then we flash back again to, uh, to, to Thor helping Lady Sif. And it turns out that Lady Sif has, like, been in a, a battle and she lost her arm. And this is yeah, where she got fucked up, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, to, to Taika Waititi's like credit, he like turns this like horrible, like, you know, rampage from this animal and uh, Gore, the God Butcher who fought Lady Sif, uh, who killed like this huge guy, this huge fucking like, I don't know what, what that thing looked like. It looked like a fucking mountain with legs for Christ's sakes. Um, he kills oh, yeah. it. Yeah, but he like he he's like, oh, leave me here. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to end up in Valhalla. He's like, uh, well. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta die in battle. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe your arm is in Valhalla, but you, <laughs> but you, 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 you don't get to go. And then, you know, Lady Sif was like, well, oh, uh, well then take me with you then, you know? So like they go back to, uh, to new Asgard to go get her some help. Um, and that's when, um, and that is when like, uh, uh like, the kind of the movie kind of takes off and you start to see the, the plot itself start to form. So um, after uh, after this, you kind of start to see that uh, a Gore, the God Butcher has been going around killing gods. And when I say see that, I, what I mean is that you hear about it through uh, through exposition of the story, because like, I don't know about you guys, but I wanted to see a lot more of Christian Bale, like being doing God butchery stuff. Like he didn't get a chance to do it, but every scene that he was on, I was like, I was like, holy shit, this guy was Batman. Sean, uh, apparently there was more to this movie where Christian Bale does take out some other gods. So they have some deleted stuff. It's not like Snyder cut four hours long, <laughs> but apparently he was fighting like Lena Headley was in this movie uh, and she was uh, one of the gods and. I guess she had some fight scenes with Christian Bell that were edited. I hope they. And I think he fought the the montage where he's uh, doing the CrossFit with the chains, and you see the giant. Yeah. Uh, that's supposed to be like a one of those giants, uh, like the Peter Dinklage characters or race of uh, people. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, he was supposed to have fought some of them too. Oh fucking nuts, man! Yeah, I really wish I would have seen more because up to, up to this point, 
we don't really know like like we know that he killed his son god but i don't know like if that guy was just easy to kill like because he was stupid you know what i mean like i like to see him kind of take on some other gods but i mean every scene that chris uh, that christian bale is in is like he fucking steals it like i don't i don't know i don't know about you guys yeah i i agree i mean he was he was great but i think i think um i think if they added more scenes with christian bale i think the audience would like him too much you know yeah well and that's the thing i think that first scene was made to to keep him uh sympathetic you know what i mean like so that he would end up being a sympathetic villain or like overall so that you would care about his cause and like because then as you as you kind of and i'm like skipping ahead a little bit here because like because as you meet the other gods you kind of go yeah maybe these guys deserve to die a little bit you know what i mean like yeah, I mean the the gods did never made themselves look like they were good people. You know, like they were kind of all dicks and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, so then kind of get back on track. But then, like, we kind of get our first big uh, action set piece with uh, Gore the God Butcher and uh, the folks of New Asgard because he he goes to New Asgard and we don't really know why. Like, other than the fact that Thor is a god and that's where he's from, but we don't know why he's there because, like, why didn't he just confront Thor, like, out in space somewhere, right? Um, he is actually kind of making these moves to end up on New Asgard uh, to lure Thor out. And so he goes to New Asgard. He causes this entire fucking scene out there. And this and this is kind of where, like, a lot more comedy kind of ensues because as Thor gets there, he sees a new Thor. And he's kind of like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> That scene when when he's bringing the shadows to life, didn't it give you a little bit of a vibes from Ghost when uh, those shadow demons are popping up and they take uh, uh, the guy to it, to death? You mean the, what? the Patrick Swayze, uh, yes. Demi Moore, go, uh, shadow, yes, shadow ghosts? See, now, yeah. now it's over <laughs> my head because it's been, I don't even know how long since I've seen Ghost. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher brings out these shadow creatures, which... Um, you know, start, they start stealing kids and start stealing kids. But all, all, while, all while this is happening, um, you know, Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and this mysterious Thor out there, like, and Valkyrie are out there like fucking kicking ass, man. They're like kid blowing up fucking parts of the city. Uh, and then Thor sees Mjolnir for the first time in who knows how many years. Right. And he's like, Mjolnir, is that you? Almost like he saw an old girlfriend at a party and was like, yeah. you know, um, trying to figure out like, who like who she's with and you know if that guy was better looking than him you know it's 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 a very funny like kind of moment uh he's even trying to call call it and it's like doing its own fucking thing you know um and then you know and, and again thor being oblivious and arrogant at the same time comes face to face with this thor no recognition whatsoever because this thor has a mask on but sees that their armor is shinier than his so then he just dons shinier armor right like <laughs> Not worry about just, the battle. Yeah. Not worry about anything else. He's just like, oh, I, I like your oh. suit. It's just like mine, which he could give two shits about a moment ago. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's another part piece of the comedy that I really enjoyed. Um, and then finally, in the middle of the battle, it's revealed that late this new Thor, the mighty Thor, as she is called, is Jane Jane Foster. So like you know, and then after that, we get like a a crazy little I don't know fifteen minute montage of their relationship. Yeah, which was fantastic, you know, because it was all like cheesy and shit. It was, it was like a yeah, montage a from talk. yeah, from a, a romantic comedy, you know, all the good parts and then the the inevitable breakup. Now, how yeah. how how did they break up? <laughs> uh, it was Thor. I think he felt a little insecure, feeling like 
you know, everyone that he got close to died. So he kind of pushed her away. And then you start seeing the, the, the cracks in the relationship where um, they weren't as together. He was just always trying to find an excuse to go and save the day. And she was always busy at her lab. But in one of those, like, he feels really, really bad. And he's talking to Mjolnir. And he says, like, hey, if I'm not around, can you can you please take care of her? So I think that's that's that vow that or that asking of Mjolnir is what had a uh, mighty Thor be uh, linked up to the new Mjolnir. Um, in the comics, Thor is now a female. Does does that mean Natalie Portman is now picking up that mantle in the in the movie universe, or is Thor still Thor? I'm I'm confused. Well, I mean. We'll get to that at the <laughs> yeah. end of this review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yes, yeah, so Julio, so kind of recapped it very nicely is that, you know, and, and one of the important pieces that even ha- allows this to happen at all is that, again, he's just kind of laying on the couch going, you know, you know, you and old buddy, I just want you to always protect uh, Jane. And then that whole, and I don't know if you remember this from the first Thor movie, Juan, but uh, Odin speaks directly into the hammer and it says, you know, Whoever shall hold this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And that little, you know, Nordic three ring symbol comes on it. And then he fucking throws that thing to Earth. And that's the, exactly the same thing. So you kind of get a sneak peek of like, you know, from some foreshadowing, really, about Thor's ability. You know, I, I, I do like the little uh, montage of the cheesy dates they went on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of 80s, do you remember the Halloween costumes? So. He had the hot dog, but did you remember what she was dressed as? It was an 80s movie uh, scene. Oh, no, no, no. But I, I don't remember. It was a, it was an alien like popping out of the, the chest. I think it was Bill Paxton, if I remember. From and That's what Jane was wearing. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's great. <laughs> See, look again, Julio. There's going to be some deep YouTube breakdown. Fuck it. This rate will be yeah. some deep TikTok breakdown. And then these kids are going to be like, what what do you mean this is from some movie called alien uh but yeah but is that quado yeah but it, it was but you know what it, it was like adorable to kind of watch to watch their relationship and and to watch them have like a normal breakdown you know they don't go to dinner as much they'll see each other as much i make excuses and you know she wrote him a letter it was like you know thor i don't think you're in love with me i think you're in love with like battling shit and he was you remember the first movie he was like hey guys let's go to the planet fuck shit up you know he was like thor the warrior prince he was ready you know um Anyway, so they have their little reunion and before they can even celebrate and have a good time with it or even get to know to get back to to learn anything about what's going on. uh, Gore, the God Butcher, steals a bunch of Asgardian children, a bunch of them, Um, you know, but we also learned that uh, that Jane thinks that they've been away from each other for four years. But Thor knows that it's been eight years now. Um, I was like wondering why the fuck would that be such a big disparity? Maybe he was just like longing for her a lot more, but, but she was snapped away for five years. She was snapped away. Was she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She got dusted. Yeah. That's, that's where that five year disparity is. Yeah. So, uh, to her, it was just three years. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which I thought was was a crazy little detail, which again, that's like, that's a Marvel detail. And I think, you know, that's not like a, I don't think Tiger thought of that. He was like, you know, I think I think it was a funny thing, but I don't think I think that was more of a Marvel detail. And the disparity made it funny. Anyway, yes, Gore steal these children. We don't know what the hell he's doing with them. We just know that he's stolen. He's stolen them. 
You know, so the the town regroups, they go to their city hall and they're like, hey, what the fuck are you guys going to do about these stolen kids, bro? Because these guys and they're kind of like an outrage. And Thor, he kind of walks in. And this is one of the things for me that I, I kind of felt was like out of character for him is that he walks in and he rallies the town, but in an almost disingenuous way. Like, I feel like his speech to kind of rally them uh, was played more for laughs than it was for like encouragement and like kind of uh, uh, um to bring the town together. Like, did you guys, did you guys feel that way? I, well, Thor's not that person, you know, Thor's not that person that makes his, those types of speeches, you know, Thor's, Thor's about, you know, I'm Thor, I can fix this and I'm going to fix this, you know, and that, that's his whole thing, you know, uh, he's not Tony Stark or, or Captain America, you know, making those, <laughs> no. like, we're going to, we're going to, you know, come Whatever together. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thor is just like, I'm a God. I can do this. I'm going to bring them back. You know, like that's one of my favorite scenes there too, with a uh, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker because he, he sees Stor- uh, Mjolnir again and just with Jane and he's trying to call her again. So he's just kind of like reaching out and then just off screen, you see just Stormbreaker <laughs> yeah. come in kind of like, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. He's like, oh no, it's just nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's uh, oh, yeah. and uh, Juan Meek is alive. Now the little mushy thingy. Yeah. Yeah, the little alien with the swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he works it, for uh, for the city hall now. Yeah, he's, he's, I, I thought we knew he was alive since. Uh, oh, is he, is he gonna know it? Wasn't it at the end of Ragnar, uh, when Ragnar? when they were in the big? Sh- uh, yeah, <laughs> Thor Ragnar, huh? <laughs> no, I, I remember him being alive. He okay. was, he, but yeah, no, no, he's he's working for uh, Valkyrie. Yeah, he was taking the, the minutes hall. of this meeting. I just mean, you know, Jay. I, I just mean that, like. Uh, I, I, when you kind of get into like this, I, I feel like he would have made again to your point. He would have been like made this boisterous, like we're gonna go and get these motherfuckers back. Don't worry about it. And I feel like it would have been a little more genuine and not played so much for laughs. Like if you remember in, in the Thor two, Thor the Dark World, we don't talk about that one. But he was totally like, we're gonna go fuck up these ice giants because fuck that noise. Nobody fucks with Asgard that way. And it, like he just took all these people in the battle with him. You know, there was no. There's no goof in there. And I realized that, like, you know, I think that's Kenneth Branagh again who who directed that movie. I, I can't remember the, off the top of my head. But I just feel yeah. like um, from a from a character standpoint, like he's kind of gone off that 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 path where it was just kind of serious. Because even even in Thor Ragnarok, directed again by Taika Waititi, um, you know, when he when uh, Idri tells him, you know, you're going to be taking on the full force of a dying star. And he's like, it, it could kill you. And he goes, not if I die first or whatever, some shit like first. this. Yeah, and he goes, that's what killing, you know, what I mean, like yeah. there's a yeah, that's what killing you means that right there. Even then, I feel like he was being stupid, but it wasn't played for life. It was 100 percent serious. So he was a, a dead man, you know, the, the 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 straight man in that comedy act there and i feel like he's now the comedy and not the straight man anymore well i mean that do you think he was maybe uh jealous of the attention that jane was getting because uh like when he showed up no one really gave a shit like at night and then jane shows up and then like the whole us guardians are like oh great you know, she's here blah 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 uh, and then yeah. at the meeting it was the same thing yeah so probably yeah yeah well, you know what i'm losing them and he probably just jumped up well i mean a good portion of uh chris hemsworth's thor in Asgard was him just kind of drinking beer and playing video games and not really doing much, you know, and he became (laughs) fat Thor. So they've seen him that way for a good, like four or five years. And then, you know, there's this new Thor that comes in she's just fucking ripping shit. And like, 
like they're obviously going to see her as this hero and then they're still trying to like change their minds on fat Thor, you know? Yeah. You know, in hindsight, in hindsight, the last time they probably saw him, he was, he was fat Thor. He fucking went off to do, to do in game stuff. And then he never came back. He never fucking came back. This is the first time they've probably seen him in like uh, six years. Right. They're just like, Oh, he's, Oh, who the fuck is this other guy? Meanwhile, I think uh, Valkyrie mentioned that Jane had been there for a couple months. You know, kind of like doing Thor shit. Um, but yeah, so Gore takes these kids. Uh, Thor is then trying to rally the rally his town so that they can they they'll find peace. And then you know he's like, well, all right, guys, I'm out. I'm gonna go fucking get your kids back. And then he tries to use the Bifrost, but apparently he's not focused enough. You know, the Bifrost like Stormbreaker in and of itself is just like I'm not gonna do what the fuck you want me to do. And literally sends him crashing out out back. You know. Um, and then that's when the mighty Thor, uh, Natalie Portman, who is horrible at making up catchphrases to end battles with, um, decides, well, I think we just need to focus it. And that's when we were able to bring in the goats again, where they take one of those, uh, those cruise ships that got going on there. They make it into a spaceship driven by the goats that is guided by the Bifrost created by Stormbreaker. It becomes like very kind of convoluted a little bit there. Yeah. And there's, they're sailing on this rainbow, which is. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, right. yeah, yeah it's like it it seals the 80 aesthetic right it seals it like uh perfectly yeah. um and then you know they also that's when thor goes you know what man um we need to travel to the god city to go get help believe me guys once they hear about this gore the god butcher guy we are they're gonna be with us 100 percent. and that's when uh that's when we we travel to uh omnipotence is that what it's called jay yeah omnipotence yeah. city yeah, where the gods are like literally hiding out, literally hiding out. Uh, you know, we what we also learn is that uh, uh, you, you know who was still fucking in the afterlife? Heimdall. Uh, Heimdall, yeah. yeah. Heimdall was still fucking in the uh, afterlife or before the afterlife because he has a son whose name I can't remember because he wants to go by Axel. I don't remember what it, don't remember what his, his Axel Rose. Yeah, he, there we he go want, again with the Guns and Roses reference. Yeah, he, Dude, he I, wants, I loved it. I loved how many <laughs> Guns N' Roses uh, songs were in this movie and all the references. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, a, <laughs> it was fucking, it was, it was really good. Yeah, I think uh, these kids are going to be discovering uh, Sweet Child of Mine for the first time. Um, there's probably some, there's probably some like Generation G Z kid out there getting fucking smashed to uh, uh, Sweet Child of Mine going, this is oh. great. How come no one's ever done this before? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna or, they're gonna tell us about Use Your Illusion part yeah. one and two and yeah. like Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> like it's new shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um but anyway, you, guys, they, the, you guys know how great a guitar slash is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah, so they travel to this god city. They go there looking for backup, but they're there in disguise because in order to get there, you have to be invited. So how they got there in the first place, no fucking clue. But uh, they get there and they're in disguise and they're watching uh, in awe. Well, at least Thor is. He's watching Zeus in awe, you know, uh, and and he thought they're out there planning what they're going to do about Gore the God Butcher. But no, they're actually planning their next fucking orgy. <laughs> like they're just like yeah every god is just kind of showed up there the carpenter god there's like a little like tomato looking well, thing or like you know who the carpenter god is right um if it's jesus. not if it's not jesus then okay good it's, good it's, it's jesus but then they have like the other ones uh they have uh the god of uh uh what the realm of a black panther i think they have the god of uh oh basque Korg's people yeah yes 
Korg's people also who was sitting on the on the throne of scissors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, rock rock beats right. scissors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't even get me started. Someone had to explain a joke that happens at the end of this thing to me, and I was just like, "What? How did I fuck it? I felt I felt so stupid that that I missed it." Um, but yeah, and then you know, so Thor goes, "You know what, guys? I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna plead my case because these guys are gonna be sensible. Don't worry. You know, he has a lot of ab- admiration for Zeus. Actually, you know, he's uh makes a joke about basing all of his things off of him because you know Zeus is uh." as lightning and he's thunder and blah, 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 you know? And then we, we get to hear Russell Crowe kind of be like a dick. He's like, bro, we're not, we're gonna, we're not going to help you, but not, but before we get to any of that there, I, I was at this point in the movie where I thought I'd gotten away uh, through a Thor movie without gratuitous, like Chris Hemsworth nudity, you know, but no, this is when it happens. He, uh, he flicks off his disguise and he flicks too hard and he's there. Juan, what I mean is that he flicks off all of his clothes and Chris Hemsworth is standing there, butt ass naked, and and literally, literally, Juan, ladies just start fainting left and right. Oh, wouldn't you? Why? I f- I fainted in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, man, it's. Uh, I feel a little bit faint just thinking about it, man. I will. I, is, I will is tell he your you. Favorite Chris? It, is he your favorite Chris, Juan? Huh? Is he your favorite MCU Chris? I think his favorite no. Chris is Chris Pine. No, my. my <laughs> Mine's Chris Pratt. It would be. Fuck you. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. 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 Who's your favorite Chris? Yeah, let's all go through our favorite Chris. Oh, well, I mean, like, if are we doing fuck, marry, kill? Because, I mean, like, you know. What do you girls think about Chris? uh, (laughs) Let me just tell you that I would marry Chris Evans. And clearly (laughs) you have to fuck Chris Hemsworth. And you have to kill Chris Pratt. Kill. Yeah. Same. 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 Yeah. Same See, look at that. Okay, look at that. The sleep, the, the sleepover can end now. There it is. <laughs> um, so, Juan, who's your favorite, Chris? Wow, <laughs> wow, you're stupid. So, yeah. Wait, uh, can, so, Sean, ahead, can you t- can you talk about Russell Crowe's really bad Italian accent? That was fantastic. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Well, first of all, can we just say that? Uh, Russell Crowe let himself go. This is not Gladiator Russell Crowe. <laughs> Can I just, because I did not. <laughs> yes, this is Gladiator <laughs> Russell Crowe. Um, you know, and yes, he did have a horrible Italian, like, I don't even know what this accent was. It, it was. It was supposed to be Greek. He's, he's a Greek god. He sounded like uh, he owned a pizza parlor in <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> he sounded like Father Guido Sarducci to me. <laughs> yeah, he's man. He sounded uh, yeah. He had a whole thing going on. But it, here's the thing: it it worked. It worked for the comedy. It worked it was for the tone. Great. It was it, fantastic. Yeah, it it was perfect. It, I had no questions about it, other than I go. I didn't recognize him as Russell Crowe because he honestly, and I'm not body shaming the guy he picked. He was a lot bigger than the last time when I saw him, you know, the last time I saw him, when I think of Russell Crowe, I think man is still Russell Crowe. Right. And like, yeah. he, he was pretty fit for that movie. Zorrell, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So when I saw him here, he was unrecognizable for me, for me. Did you uh, like his uh, costume? Oh, it was glorious. And his little prance down the stairs. still has a six-pack on it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, you guys Game of Thrones when uh, Robert Baratheon is like, bring the plate stretcher because his armor doesn't fit anymore. Yes. It's, oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> yeah. Uh, and his little prance down the stairs to go meet Thor like face-to-face to kind of see who he is, the whole deal. 
you know, um, the whole thing was fucking, it, it, it was, it was great. You know, it was very, very funny. And, uh, you know, and, and Valkyrie, who's like, Hey, can we just fuck these guys up and leave? And Thor's like, no, we're going to try to be sensible, you know? And then finally Zeus is like, I don't have time for any of this bullshit. Who else, who is these other people who are here? So he threatens to like flick off their disguises as well, but they don't want to end up naked. So they, they don't, they, un, they, they, remove their robes, robes they're just just their robes that were they were their disguise very simple disguises just like a scooby-doo like villain or some shit like that um thor tries to plead his case that part of the movie go ahead that part of the movie had one of my favorite like gags because uh it was chris hemsworth talking about like hey you you want to meet your heroes and i model myself after this guy and all this and then he's like, who's talking? And then Korg gives him up. He's like, oh, it's these guys over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's like, oh, yeah, these guys are right here. Like, They're talking. He's like, oh, motherfucker, what a snitch. What a fucking snitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's fucking hilarious. And, and, and of course, you know, it doesn't work out. They are there to ask Zeus for help. And um, Zeus is like, no, man, you can't borrow my lightning bolt to go do whatever the fuck you're doing. My lightning bolt is going to stay right up here. And Thor's like, well, fuck this noise. So then Valkyrie's like, hey, can we do my plan where we fuck these people up and get the fuck out of here? And Thor's like, OK, I guess we have no choice. So then they they fuck everybody up. They seemingly kill Zeus. They steal his lightning bolt. And then uh, they get back in there and they talk to the uh, talk to the kids that were taken by Gore, who, by the way, like. You know, Thor talks to them and he's like, hey, guys, we got got a bunch of help here. We're on our way to fucking save you. And then like Christian Bale shows up as Gore the God Butcher, I think, for like the third or fourth time in this movie. And he does the creepiest like fucking magic show for these kids. Yeah. You think he'd be better with kids, you know, considering he did have a daughter at the <laughs> yeah. beginning of this movie. Well, right there, he I guess Heimdall's son was talking about like Thor and how he's coming and he, how he chopped off Thanos's head off. And that's when Bale pops up and he's like, Oh, you guys like, uh, you know, heads coming off. And then he brings up that creature and just snaps its neck and takes his head off. But that whole scene, like, yeah, it was creepy as hell. And I couldn't look away, man. Cause I, I, I was drawn to his acting there. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was very, very compelling. And it, it made me think that like this movie was it, there? There's a cut of this movie where Christian Bale is like the Joker in the Dark Knight. Where this wasn't a Thor movie, this was a Gore the God Butcher movie with featuring Thor and Lady Sif. That that is my belief. That's my belief. And they cut it the other way around because it was like he's too good. He's too goddamn good. Um, yeah, I think I think the, the audience would just like they're like, oh my god, he's such a compelling villain. We want to see more. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now uh, now that they have this uh, this this uh, they have the lightning bolt, they have Mjolnir, they have uh, they have Stormbreaker kind of guiding them. And now they got to figure out where the hell they are. So Thor, after meeting with the kids this next time, Axel, uh, Heimdall's kid, kind of like, yeah, man, we're all we're all going to be here together for you. He figured out there is this place called the Shadow Realm, a place so scary that even color doesn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where like. The movie, I mean, the movie looked really, really good to begin with, but when it gets there, it is literally like a high contrast black and white with like a silvery gray um, with like silvery grays. And it looks fucking beautiful to to begin with before anything even happens. Yeah, it looks like Sin City. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, it looks even better than Sin City, if I'm being honest. But, you know, uh, filming technology come a long way. And uh, and then, you know, the the weapons that admit, uh, well, the, you get they meet Gore there and Gore is waiting for them. He he this is all a trap. This is all a trap. And um 
of course, like any good villain, he kind of leaves his fucking plans out, right? Because, like, why monologue it when you can leave your plans out for the fucking egghead in the room to figure out? So, uh, Natalie Portman is Mighty Thor, is walking around, and, like, goes, hey, his plans are all right here. Go ahead, who There's another gag in this that really loved. It's uh, the, the, the ship... And the goats cra- crashing into the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you feel like it's going to be further away than what it is. Yeah. And you just, like, smack it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, that's another, it's another gag after, like, because they have, a, on the, on this boat ride over there, they have, uh, uh, Thor and Jane have a very serious conversation. And there's also another funny moment with, with Stormbreaker, who's getting a little jealous. You know, Stormbreaker's out there, like, shooting Bifrost out while the goats are guiding it. And Thor is a, is admiring this Thunderbolt. He's like, oh, it's a beautiful weapon. It looks like it's very well crafted. And then Stormbreaker's like, hey, yeah. motherfucker. And he starts kind of like, you know, doing his own little thing. And he's like, but it's for Valkyrie, for Valkyrie. And then, you know, um, and it, it, it's just a very, very funny little thing. And then him and Natalie Portman have a very touching kind of moment about him wanting to feel shitty with her forever or, or whatever time they have left because, um, because, you know, it, it, it was the most sound advice I think Chris him, Chris Pratt had given Thor earlier in the movie where he's like, you know, you want to find people that you that you care about and spend your time with them because that's what's important. You know, again, this is this is sound advice from fucking Star-Lord, mind you. OK, um, and he's trying to relay that to the best of his ability to, to Jane. And she gets it because she, she's also in love with Thor, you know. Um, and then they get to that planet and yeah, they crash into it because you think it's further away. But really, it's like a little small planet. <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Very, very funny. Uh, and they so they, they get there and they're walking around kind of trying to discover where Gore is. And they come across his plans when Jane kind of pieces together is like, hey, this is a fucking trap. You need to like throw Stormbreaker out of here because that's what this is about. Because he's trying to get a hold of Bifrost. So Thor fucking, uh, as the kids say, yeets his uh, his axe into oblivion. And uh, Gore goes on to, like, psychologically dissect all of the characters, you know. Um, he talks about how Jane's like, Jane, you, you're fucking, if anything, you're not even a god. You should be on my side. Like, you know, you're dying. Like, you should, you should really just, you should be helping me right now. You know? I, uh, I, I like that moment, you know, because she, she yeah. and Gore have the same fate. You know, the, the Necrosword and um, Molnir are- Mjolnir. Yeah, they're they're both uh, draining them of their life force. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's kind of it's crazy. And then you know he talks about Valkyrie and just kind of how you know <laughs> she's like she's bored and like she doesn't. He got he breaks them down psychologically. It's, it is a and it's all happening in black and white, which is a crazy fucking scene, you know, to uh, to watch. And then he gets to Thor, um, and he's like just going, "You need to call the fucking axe." He's like, "Call call the axe." It's so creepy. His voice here is. I, I wonder if they did any kind of like ADR where he was like just have. Just say call the axe very creepily has this like black shadows kind of like opening Chris Hemsworth's hand to get him to call the axe. And um, it again, it's like it's just happening all in like high contrast, black and white and silver. And Gore looks fucking crazy. His eyes are like shining gold. And it's like a creepy fucking thing to watch. And um, and he's like, you know, if you don't do this, then I'm going to have to kill these two. I'm going to kill Valkyrie. I'm going to kill Natalie Portman. So you need to call this fucking axe. And then Thor kind of getting pissed off. He was like, well, fuck this guy. And he calls back uh, uh, Stormbreaker and causes this entire fucking shockwave. And that is the first burst of color we kind of get, aside from um, from Gore the Godbusher, of, uh, um, of like Thor's lightning, his blue lightning as it like kind of radiates throughout the, throughout the planet. 
And then you have Valkyrie, who is now freed, is using uh, Zeus's lightning bolt to fight. So you get the gold and the blue from uh, Thor. It's a, it's a really, really, like, really beautiful, like, fight scene. It's, <laughs> it is crazy. It's, like, crazy to watch because you're just watching going, what the, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, it's um, really pretty. Yeah, but it's like a it's a it's a dire fight scene. Like it's like literally if they lose this fight, there's like the movie's over, go home, like call call it done. And of course, because we still got like, I don't know, another like 45 minutes left in the movie at this point, like they lose. They lose, you know. Uh Valkyrie is is injured. Um uh, Valkyrie's injured and uh they try to get her home to Asgard before she's killed and, and uh, Natalie Port Go ahead. Korg is Korg is uh, oh, reduced fuck. to just his face. Yes, that's right. Korg yeah. <laughs> he, he gets fucking reduced to a face. Uh but that happens that happens in uh that happens on on Omnipotent. You know, yeah, Zeus so he, caused that. Yeah, Zeus like fucked him up. He literally like and that's when we thought Korg died. Oh man, I totally forgot. We for, we yeah. thought fucking Korg died and it turns out like uh I don't remember the hell what the fuck his rock people's names are, but they are just only their bodies, their faces are alive. That's it. That's yeah. like <laughs> everything else is just kind of attached to their face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous, but it's so funny. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so then uh uh that is when Thor calls the Bifrost in order to to zap them all to safety because like they can't save the kids because they're they're too well protected in the cage and Valkyrie's injured and uh, Jane is also injured and running out of power so like they he has to go yet they have to retreat have they have to otherwise they're done for he calls the Bifrost it was exactly what he wanted Gore grabs the axe they end up on New Asgard after calling the Bifrost and um, then Gore goes on the, to move on to the second part of his plan which we then now understand to be that he is going to use uh stormbreaker to open the bifrost to open the gate to eternity to make a wish and at this point there is only one wish he could possibly want to make because he's on the crusade to kill the gods so now it's like well fuck we gotta save these kids because bring bring them back to new asgard i have to also make sure that um uh uh also make sure that these kids get back. I gotta also make sure that Valkyrie is okay. I gotta make sure that Jane doesn't die because we also find out. Um, we also find out, which is something that happens in the comic, which is her, which is her, um, how this this storyline plays out. Which is turns out Jane's cancer isn't getting any better. It turns out that because she is wielding Mjolnir, that is actually rever- reversing any any kind of curing that human medicine could have done for her. So every time she transforms into the mighty Thor. It is making her worse. So, like all those hours of chemo, all any sir, any all that stuff makes it irrelevant. And they have a very, very touching moment where you know Thor goes, "I'm not, I'm not gonna choose for you, but I'm gonna ask you to sit this out because I don't want to lose you." You know, like every every, every time you wield the hammer, it is draining your life force and causing you to die. And I would much rather like try and do this on my own than take a chance at losing you. It is a very, very touching moment. And Valkyrie, who I think just got like shot, like shot in the shoulder, some shit like that, is like, oh, I'm too hurt to fight. So she's like, she's out for the rest of the for the rest of the movie. Thor tells uh, Jane Foster that he he loves her and he doesn't want to lose her, which was like, oh my god, <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, and then he's like, and he's like, when you wrote me that letter, I was hurt, but I was still in love with you. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very very touching moment, and it's it's for me where like it's a little bit before this and that scene and when they get to uh, the shadow realm 
Um, that is when I think that they like take their foot off the comedy, uh, just the, uh, off the comedy gas pedal for like a, a good amount of time. And I think it restores the kind of balance that we saw like in, in Thor Ragnarok. Um, because you know, again, there's like kind of renewed focus, you know, um, he uses the lightning bolt to get back to, uh, uh, the planet where Gore, the God butcher is trying to open the, um, open the, uh, the gate to eternity, the Bifrost who, uh, the, or Stormbreaker who was like, is not listening to Thor. It's like, he's like, Hey man, cut this shit out. Like, come on, bro. Like whatever. And it's just, it's still doing it. It's still going. So it's just like, fuck you, Thor. I do whatever I want. Or like Gore did something to it to, to make it, you know, keep going or it couldn't stop. I don't know, but I do know those shadow realm guys are holding it, uh, holding the, the, the ax there. Um, the other piece of the equation, uh, there that now he gets there is that the kids are there and like, he like needs an army, but he doesn't have one. And so, and probably what of what is my favorite scene is uh, Thor uses Zeus's lightning bolt to enchant the kids. He's like, he's like, uh, these kids are like, we can't fight Thor. We don't have any power. And he's like, oh yeah, that's a thing. And he uses lightning bolt, and he's like, hey, uh, let these kids uh, for a limited amount of time uh, be enchanted with uh, my powers and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? He, he tells the kids, uh, just grab anything you can find as a weapon, and and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he give, yeah he, he bestows so power to all of their weapons even the little teddy bear that the one little girl had <laughs> yeah it was so adorable yeah it was great so was this like actual like power to the the things or was it a mind fuck like like no it was actual power no these they kids were able to like shoot lightning and stuff yeah their, like eyes, lasers. their eyes were glowing so, and sh- <laughs> so i'm curious what what power did the uh or force did the teddy bear have like uh, was laser lasers out of its eyes. Yeah, yeah. Laser beams. I think it was like the smallest kid there too. Yeah, it was like the one kid that didn't pick up like a rock or like a, a big stick. It was just like I'm gonna hold my bear because it's protecting me. It, it was it was um it was it was crazy it was crazy to watch and it also kind of presents like a nuance of uh, of of his power that we didn't know he had command over. You know what I mean? It's like it's like we knew that is a thing that he could do, but he did it on accident the first time we saw. It, but this time he did it on purpose, which means that he. I mean, maybe he did it with me on there on purpose. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but then that's when the, after at that point, Thor with a lightning bolt and uh, and Gore with a necro sword kind of have their final showdown, you know, um, and these kids, they f- defeat all these shadow monsters. And um, all this time while, while this showdown's happening, Gore is fighting Thor. Kids are fighting shadow monsters. Um, Stormbreaker is still kind of filling this little uh, this Bifrost emblem to open the gate to eternity. You know, um, and Thor is losing this battle. Gore has him on the rocks. He's basically like, you know, one move away from like fucking Anakin Skywalkering him. And uh, lo and behold, the Lady Thor, the mighty Thor shows up and kind of helps him uh, finish the job. You know, Does, um, doesn't she show up on like a Pegasus or something? She does. She shows up on <laughs> yeah. on the Pegasus that they were talking about earlier. She's like, this is a small Pegasus. You can't you can't take it because it only takes one person, you know, cause, but that Pegasus can teleport anywhere. It's Valkyrie's Pegasus, as a matter of fact. Yes. Um, yeah. And she, uh, she, you know, and I, was, and I didn't mention this earlier, but it's actually really, really cool how she wields uh, Mjolnir because you guys remember like Hella broke it into pieces. So she's actually able to like shoot those pieces off as like little projectiles and do stuff with it. You know, um, it, it, I, I find it very, very fascinating anyway. So Thor, Gore, the mighty Thor Jane are fighting and, um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, they he already almost broke the they break the necro sword 
and Jane uses the hammer to collect the pieces to uh, <laughs> uses the, the hammer to collect the pieces to um, to fry to fry them to end Gore's uh, control or command over the sword. And she calls a lightning, which also weakens her at the same time. Um, and then at the same time, all this is happening. Fucking uh, Stormbreaker is done. It's like open this hole to eternity. So it's like Gore and uh, Gore and Jane are on the floor dying. Thor uh, is caring for Jane. He throws a hammer to Axel uh, Heimdall's son. He teleports all those kids back to New Asgard. And then uh, we turn around and Gore the God Butcher is now in the uh, in the, the Hall of Eternity where Jane and uh, I guess Thor like lifts Jane in there with him. And then we, they're in this perfectly white room with this cosmic galactic entity there who is waiting for Gore to make a wish. And they have this very meaningful dialogue, this very meaningful, meaningful diatribe, you know, it's like Gore is dying from his injuries that he just sustained in the in the in battle and from the corruption of the necro sword jane is dying because the power of mjolnir can't save her anymore her life forth her humanity is all is all drained and thor says you know make your fucking wish fucking make it why because i'm gonna i'm not gonna waste my time he's like you know what you're you're missing loving your life and i'm not gonna miss loving my life i'm gonna hang out gonna spend my last moment with the person that i love because like you have did it you're here you've made it then make 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 your wish oh yeah, <laughs> and that, that that's funny, Jay. It's funny you say that because that's exactly what Gore said, and he was like, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give you a child <laughs> because um, <laughs> because that was his wish. He wanted to he wanted to make sure that Thor never slept again or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, and so instead of wishing for all the gods to be to be dead, he actually wishes for his daughter to come back to life. And um, at that same moment. Jane dies and turns into gold gold dust, you know. Um, and and we don't know what that means. The last person we saw turn to gold dust was Odin. Odin, though. Um, and then he look, uh, Gore the Godbusher looks over the Thor and he's like, "Like, will you take care of her?" And he says, "Yeah, I'll take care of her." All right, I'm dead now. Go, hey little girl, go go with this stranger. And you know, the movie closes where uh, Thor then adopts uh, this this little girl. Her name is Love. And um, they kind of have like a happily ever after where they're kind of off in off in space, going to different planets, battling uh, things. And, you know, as Korg mentioned, that that would make them love and thunder kind of the end. You know, that is. uh, So Natalie Portman's character dies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you think turn to gold dust means, but yes. (laughs) I mean, she had cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like stage four terminal cancer. So. Fucking sucks. Well, <laughs> well, might I don't want to wait about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. And then um, oh, post credits. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, going back to uh, Thor adopting this little girl. I mean, it 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 is kind of a good arc for Thor because in the beginning he was just kind of like irresponsible. He didn't really take care of his his himself or he had any type of responsibility. And then at the end of the movie, he's kind of a you know, a dad. Yeah. And and they even make a, a mention of him being a good dad, you know, like, you know, he'd make a good dad. And, 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 you know, there's another thing that the internet caught, which is that this kind of is mirroring Odin's arc. You know, he was a warlord, right. Who had to be taught to be humble and to that. He was fighting for not just himself. 
And then um, after he learns that, he goes on to sacrifice, like all this stuff. He goes on to lose everything, just like Odin lost his wife, lost his kids, you know, so on and so forth. And then, you know, he adopts uh, uh, Loki, right? And he kind of like starts this turn in his life. So the next the next time we see Thor, he will have off screen fucked somebody to have a baby that is his own. And then love and then his other child will fight about who loves him the most one of them will probably be really good at magic and die a bunch of times you know it's a it's a whole thing so i feel like he's just kind of doing the odin thing all over again i mean and i, I feel like that's kind of what they do up there but i don't know anyway we get two post credit scenes. we get a met well we get a med a mid credit scene and we get a post credit scene um the mid credit scene one is uh is turns out that zeus isn't dead we thought like zeus was dead the thunderbolt goes through what I assume is his heart, but like these girls are cleaning him up, and he is actually talking to his son. You know who's uh, Zeus's son? Hercules. Yeah, talking to Hercules. Talking to Hercules. Now I I can't tell if you're mocking me. No, I'm being serious. He was talking yes. to Hercules. Oh. Yeah. Um, I can't. Uh, his speech there kind of goes back to the beginning of the movie because he says like no one cares about the gods anymore. It's all about the superheroes. They used to like pray to us. They used to ask us for things. And now we're like old news, but we'll teach him. We'll we'll have them fear us again. Yeah. And yeah. that's when he sends Hercules. He's like, a, yeah, I mean, not me specifically. Hercules, go do my shit. You know, go handle, <laughs> go, 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 go handle my lightweight. Um, that's a, that's and, a young, young God's job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a young half God's job. It's not even a full God's job. It's like, hey, listen, half God, go over there and do go, go do my things. Um, the other thing I found very interesting about this is that uh, I saw a theory online where they're going to try and and do a live action Hercules with this guy being Hercules so that the MCU and the Disney universe all kind of meld together. I hope that doesn't happen. Cause I feel like those movies tend to be very campy. The live action remakes of the, the cartoon. Uh, oh uh, stuff. yeah. But you know what, man, listen to capitalize on a little bit of cross pollination. Who knows, man, I wouldn't put it past Marvel. Wouldn't put it past them. But yeah. Um, so a, we learned that at some point in the next couple movies, we're going to get Hercules. We assume kind of, uh, introduced in some some big way. And then at the end of the credits, if you waited that long, if you're trained like everybody else who's seen like every <laughs> other Marvel movie, you stay to the very, very end. And Sometimes then you, you're lucky you get three post credit scenes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Brooke Shields. <laughs> um, and this last one, Juan, for you is that uh, we 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 pan down into this uh, into this glorious? <laughs> it's not dead. Thanks, man. I I appreciate that. Uh, we pan down into this glorious, like you know, kind of uh, uh, Asgardian looking castle. Some gold dust starts to appear, and that gold dust is Natalie Portman, who gets to meet the fucker from across time and space, Heimdall. It was like, "Hey, ladies, welcome to Valhalla, the cool hey, side." Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it turns out that Jane is dead, yes, but she gets to live the rest of her afterlife in Valhalla with Heimdall, who's there because, you know, he sacrificed his last bit of life to send the Hulk down to Earth to be like, Thanos. Yeah, that, and that's that's the end. That's the end of the movie. The end of the movie. I was looking for Lady Sif's arm in Valhalla. Oh, man. I'm sure I'm sure on some gag reel, some some deleted scene, it will be there. You know, because it's it's to and the funny thing is, I think it's only going to be there now because the internet has gotten a hold to it. I don't think Tiger thought of that ahead of time. I don't. I don't think so. No. But we met. We did it. That's the end of the movie. Did, did you guys feel a hesitation of uh, Jane once 
like Heimdall's like, welcome to Valhalla. Like, like if she didn't know if she really wanted to enter or if she had like unfinished business, which is uh, make Juan happy. I'm sure she did have unfinished business, but what's she going to She's going to come back as a ghost? I don't think it, we have ghost rules in MCU yet. Well, yeah, I mean, Korg is afraid of ghosts. <laughs> That's also true. Oh, ghost. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also find out that because Korg is narrating the movie, we also find out that Korg, that his people, they, they, um, that they, uh, they're all male, I think. And uh, he met a nice rock man named Dwayne. <laughs> and they and they are creating uh, I see their what own, they did there and they're creating yeah. their own little spawn yeah it's uh it's crazy man i miss i missed that joke altogether when i was in the theater i was oh man so that's going to be the next movie it's korg and uh thor being dads yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they're gonna be sitting it's at like that at daycare or something like that <laughs> come as, get these kids man as guardian gate daycare it's gonna be great um but yeah so that's uh that's it man. We we made it um to the end of the movie. So, what do you guys think overall? I I loved it. I I thought it was great. Wanda, I liked it too. A, a great comedy. I, I think Ragnarok was a little bit better for me, but it's because I didn't know what to expect from it. But I probably not along with you guys. I, I thought it was an overuse of uh, Guns and Roses. I, I thought it was a, the right amount of Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um I think I I overall. Well, Juan, based on what you've heard so far, what, what what do you think of the movie? I will say that this is another ruined show or movie that I'm going to be pissed when I see it because I already saw every or know everything that's going to happen. And for someone that doesn't care about spoilers, I fucking hate this now because <laughs> now I know she dies. I thought she I thought she wields a hammer, man. She did for a good portion of the yeah. movie. Sorry. No, you're all good. Um, yeah, Juan. I think uh, overall, I, I mean, I, I like I like the movie. I feel like that uh, Thor Ragnarok was a better balance of Taiga's comedy and uh, and Thor's comedic ability, like or Chris Hemsworth's comedic, comedic ability. I feel like in this movie there was an overuse of comedy, where it even undercut the comedy. Things that were funny were undercut by other things that were also like funny. So, core example is that when uh, Thor. And uh, the mighty Thor or Jane and Thor kind of meet up for the first time and he realizes it's Jane. The comedy is there in that like this whole time he thought he was like kind of trying to impress some new person who just happens to be wielding Mjolnir. He realizes it's Jane and that that's part of the comedy. But then like in the background, a building collapses because it's on fire, you know, like it's uh, like, oh, yeah, that's a practical thing that's happening kind of to punch the thing that's happening. But it's I felt like it's kind of overuse of comedy. You know, um, but but outside of that, outside of that, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I I, I think that I enjoyed the uh, anthropomorphizing of uh, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. And uh, every time it would edge in off screen to be like, well, what, yeah. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? You know, he's like, uh, I love that. yeah, <laughs> he's like that husband that gets caught like looking at like, some, some chick in the grocery store. Yes. You know, it's like, excuse me. Oh no! I didn't mean no, no. I was looking at the rice up here. You know, that's uh. It was, there was that explanation. Where he's like, oh no, yeah, that's that's the past. That's the past. <laughs> you're you're you're, you're yeah. now, man. This is you, and me now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it was great. It was great. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the real question is, I guess, uh, uh, is how many screaming goats out of ten would you give it, Jay? Oh, am I going first? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask Juan, but I realized he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um. You know, I'd I'd probably give it eight, eight point five screaming goats out of ten. 
Okay. That's fair. I think that's fair. How about you, Julio? Uh, I want to say like seven and a half or eight, just because I wanted to see more of a, a Christian Bale. You know, I thought I thought I was going to be alone here and thinking that a and giving it a, a lower than like nine, eight or nine score uh, because I am in the six and a half, seven. And I'm just going to commit to say six and a half screaming goats out of 10 for the core reason of that. I feel like the gas was on too hard for the comedy piece. I feel like B, I didn't get enough Christian Bale and C, because I really feel like Thor Ragnarok was a much more balanced film. Like as far as Tyga's comedy goes. I I thought it was relatively the same, actually. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, because because if if you added more Christian Bale, which Christian Bale added no comedy to it, <laughs> uh his all his scenes were very serious, I think. I think um, it would have balanced the movie out a lot more, but I don't think you'd be able to kill him off at the end, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, I, and I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And but I still I just kind of feel like I wanted, to, you know, I think what I really wanted was I wanted to see more of him doing God butchery things like I just wanted to see. I wanted a cutscene of him like being this formidable opponent. Like I knew I knew that when he met Thor that they were going to have. A, a trouble doing it, but I just wanted to see it leading up so that like, I, I didn't, I didn't need the gods that he killed to speak because I already, I, I saw why I saw his motivation, right? He was like a total zealot for the, his God and his God let him down in a way that like could never be forgiven. So I just wanted to see him like, you know, just kind of ripping through these people. So you kind of, you, it kind of helped build the tension for like his fight with Thor. So you kind of knew what Thor is up against because like we are new Thor's like, He's OP, right? Because, you know, he's OP. He's whatever the... the, the what does the, OP mean? Um, Overpowered. You know me? yeah, he's, <laughs> oh. he's, <laughs> Are you done with OP? <laughs> Every last time, <laughs> uh, You know, so I just, I really, I really would have appreciated that, I think, a little bit more. And again, I feel like, I feel like there's a cut of this film that exists that makes him, like, this, this movie's like Heath Ledger, you know, where he's like, you want to know how I got this sword, you know? <laughs> And like one day I was going through the through the desert and my God looked me in the eye and said, fuck you, bro. Yeah. You know, I really would have. Yeah. It only takes you know, one a, bad there, day. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was talk at one point of having Christian Bale come back to the DC universe as Joker. Really? Uh, yeah. I think it was for uh, this Chris, uh, Matt Reeves version of it or one before. But I, I remember seeing that they wanted him to come back and see his take on the Joker and he didn't want to do it because of Heath Ledger. He's like, he, th- he thought it was a disrespect. Well, good on him for being mindful. But, you know, I, I feel like, again, I, I, I didn't see any of Chris, you know, and I know Kristen Bell is a, he's a method actor. He's a character actor. So like I, he gets buried in his roles. You know, if, if you've, if you're not a Christian Bell fan and you think that he like is always Batman, he's not, you know what I mean? He is like for, for uh, the prestige, for uh that that oh it was great in that yeah it, it, he's great in everything you know um and th- and this is this movie is no exception he he played like the parts that he's on is gore the god butcher i don't go look at this batman guy trying to be somebody different i go holy shit this guy's creepy as fuck you know oh yeah yeah it's uh it, it was it was it was good overall but i i really just i feel like ragnarok was just a more balanced film as far as tiger's Ty- comedy i and and even then even like Thor, Thor Ragnarok had like it's it's uh, undercut scenes like, you know, uh, the one that comes to mind immediately when I think about it is uh, 
is Bruce Banner's transformation into the Hulk. You know, it's uh, he he dro- mm. jumps jumps out of the plane. And I he, was thinking the exact same hits, scene. Dude. Yeah, yeah, hits the Bifrost, and you're like, okay, well, I get it, but uh, come on, bro. And then you know, then he hulks out like a second later. So you know, it's 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 one of those scenes, and it's just like. Come on, bro. But those, I feel like a lot more of those scenes existed in Thor: Love and Thunder than they did in um, than they did in, in Thor: Ragnarok. Well, I I think they had to add a lot of those scenes in because uh, like the subject matter that they they kind of went through is like it's very dark, you know. Like Jane Foster has cancer. Like Christian Bale um, is dealing with his faith and his the loss of his daughter. You know, they're they're really like heavy handed. So you have to kind of you know, counter that with a lot of humor. Yes. And, and that's the other thing that like, as I, as I thought about this before we got to, I go, man, this is very, you're talking about someone with stage four terminal cancer, looking for a way to live. Right. And they, they try the most out there solution that like you would ever like, all right, man, I got to, I'm going to try this magical hammer because I mean, what else am I going to do? I only, you know, even, even with modern medicine, uh, being one of the smartest people on the planet, I still can't figure out how to beat this damn thing. So this is my only hope. You know, there's even a scene in there where she's kind of like depressed and angry, you know, even even having this power, knowing knowing that she is still kind of dying. Right. Like she's just kind of like go- going through it. So, the, the yeah, I, I, I agree that in order to to <laughs> kind of maintain the tone of this movie, you have to kind of balance it almost overbalance with uh, with with comedy. Yeah, I mean they they need to have the ability to laugh at you know the the dire situations that they've just been through, you know. Yeah, true, true. And then but before we go, before we go, you guys have any favorite favorite scenes? Uh, that was in Ragnarok. Oh, oh, I'm gonna mute you from now on. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, Jay, what you were saying? Well, I mean, every time the the goats came out, I. It just killed yeah. me, you know, like <laughs> it's so it's such a cheesy gag. But I mean, for me, it, it just worked every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's OK. It's a 10 year old Internet joke. 10 year old Internet joke. Still still yeah. being used. I laughed every time they <laughs> appeared on screen. Uh, Julio, how about you, man? Uh, I kind of talked about it, but the the Korg when they're with all the gods and they're trying to whisper. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. Like, Who's talking? And he's like, yeah, that's these right, guys over right. here. That that and That's everything right. with just Mjolnir and Storm Chaser, Stormbreaker. Sorry, Juan, is that you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of I, I said my piece too, which is you know that that scene in the hall where he's kind of watching Jane from afar and she's like wielding Stormbreaker, tossing it up and down, and he just outstretches his hand and he's trying. Hey, remember me? Come over yeah. here. Yeah, and then Stormbreaker comes in off screen. Like, hey, hey, what you looking at over there? Oh, I was calling you. And he grabs him out of the air, you know. It's great. It was great to kind of give these weapons and this stuff personality. You know, it was, it was super fun. You know, uh, overall. What about I mean, you, Juan? What about you, Juan? What's your favorite scene? Enough oh, piss off ghost. Piss off ghost. Uh, when you tell me that she's not dead. And I, I still have hope that she's going to come back. As- I didn't I didn't realize you're so in the Padme, man. That you yeah. wanted to make sure she wasn't dead. I love Lat- Natalie Portman, man. You know, first movie I ever saw Natalie Portman was a professional. Ew. Socio. <laughs> <laughs> She's like 12 years old in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, uh, silence makes it weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something up with my connection, so I'm only hearing every other word. That sounds like a thing you uh, should say out loud. Uh, but 
Oh, Black Swan. <laughs> <laughs> black swan yeah um but yeah anyway anyway um yeah overall i mean i think i i was gonna go see this movie no matter what and i'm still like like to jay's point i'm gonna see the next 25 movies uh just so i can you know be like this movie these, these movies used to be good these movies used <laughs> to be good i mean we're, we're already invested so much time you know why stop <laughs> Yeah, we're like we're on like season five, like episode, you know, like I just need to see how it ends now. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like an old lady still still watching Young and the Restless, you know, after 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All the with with screaming goats now. All the characters have changed. But, you know, you're still invested because you were there from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, there's like a lot of talk right now about people not feeling like phase four is like doing as well as like you know the first three phases of the mcu but the fact of the matter is that like starting over again man you know you're not never gonna have like that first first time excitement and the storylines are so much more complex and people are kind of they're sniffing out the case a lot better now because like you know they they now these people who weren't a nerd you know 10 years ago 15 years ago they're fucking experts now, you know. The internet has made them experts, and well, actually, you know, the lady, the mighty Thor, um, she actually used a millionaire, and it wasn't broken. So it's like you know, the whole, like all, all it, it's almost they're taking the air out of it for themselves. So yeah, and plus, there's shows like The Boys and In- Invincible where they're kind of like doing a breakdown of superhero uh, characters, and it's just a little more compelling than than some of the Marvel movies, but. I mean, to be honest, without the Marvel movies or the DC movies, you wouldn't have like shows like The Boys or Invincible, you know? It's true. It's very, very true. It's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. The Boys is like a polar opposite of anything they're doing. It's, you know, by comparison, uh, these Marvel movies are cookie cutter little examples of things that they could be and Invincible and The Boys are like, hey, guys, this is what happens when you get some real shit. OK, you let me know. And you grow up. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well, gentlemen, we've done it. We're at the end. Juan. Juan was there. <laughs> Juan existed. Uh, you want to do the outro, Juan? No. There's what? no outro for yeah. me on this one. Remember? Oh, I know. But would you like me to do the... the? Can you come out? I'm sorry, what? Can you come out? Huh? Can you do remove the, the microphone out of your mouth? Can you do the outro? That's what Sean just said. You just repeated that three times? Well, you said you only hear like two other words. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> Oh man! Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining Julio, Mr. Dixie Cup. Thank you again. You you officially still have good, you still have better audio than Juan. I I don't know I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Um, thank you. For- I appreciate the invite, guys. Thank you so much. I really love doing these. These are pretty fun. Uh, and I have a suggestion. Can you change the name of the show to Sean Love and Thunder? <laughs> Sean. So everyone, I call everyone being Thunder. Well, yeah, because you're the disruptive one and everybody loves Jay. Sean, uh, Sean's big dick, love and thunder. <laughs> I, would like, I would like to rename the podcast the, the Ebony Blade and the Necro Sword. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Fuck it. End it. End it. How do, how do I save it on this? Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're on, uh, we're on Amazon. What? We're on Amazon finally? Yeah, we've been on Amazon for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I dude. Couldn't find we, we get two days. We get two day shipping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <We> get, yeah. <laughs> You're on sale on Prime. 
Yeah, man. You should have saw us on Prime Day. Um, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Amazon, Spotify. You, you name it. We're on there wherever you get your podcast. Are we Are on iHeart? Yes. Okay, cool. A- any other disruptive things you want to say before I... Does that mean you're going to start listening to the show, Juan? <laughs> no, I, I actually Only listen to the show. And then I hear you. And... you. You know what? Call me mierda, cabrón. Oh, hey, that is that SAP? I turned on subs. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> SAP is on again. All right. Well, that's a that's our cue, everybody. Have Spanish a good night. alternative program. Secondary alternative. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, my God. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Good night, guys. Good night. until i hit stop recording uh you can but it won't start trans transcribing trans okay so i'm gonna hit stop recording yeah me too this recording is over yeah